Welcome to Three in a Bush. Hey, hey, hey. Where we discuss everyday idioms and their bizarre origins. We're also going to be getting into some basic etymology and talk about slang. and It's all kinds of word nerd shit. (laughs) Word nerd, uh, I like that. While we're drinking. So, uh, (laughs) so, um, yeah, um, this is our maiden episode. Um, My name is Adam. To my left here, I have Steve. Hello, hello. And then my lovely girlfriend, Camelia. Hello. And today we're going to, we decided to kick off the new pod with an animal series. Probably the first of many. <laughs> There's uh, so, so many. So animals. We're going to have animals from <laughs> all over an the world. House. Animal house. Yeah, there's there's a lot of uh, idioms uh, doing you know, dealing with animals, so we're gonna get uh, nine of them out of the way today, right, guys? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're each gonna do three. Um, so let's get started. Um, you guys, I, you want to go last? Yes. You want me to go, or you want to go? Uh, I want to hear the pro go at it. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I, was that an idiom? <laughs> I mean, you surely just, maybe you just made one. We just made one. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll I'll give this a whirl. So, um, my first one is cold turkey. Cold yeah. turkey. Cold turkey. Mm. Do you guys? Now, this one's pretty common. So, but you know, just to you know, stay in the theme of what we're going to be doing here. Do you guys have any guesses what cold turkey? means today oh yeah i've done it many times <laughs> <laughs> not me <laughs> i'm not a quitter <laughs> <laughs> nice nice so okay according to what i what i get here i got a webster's cold turkey uh refers to the abrupt cessation of a substance dependence uh and resulting in an unpleasant experience as opposed to gradually easing the process through uh, reduction over time by using or replacing the medication. Okay, I've never gone that far going to cold turkey. That's a long way away from what I do. You definitely can apply that to people, places, and things like a relationship going cold turkey, like I'm going to cut that bitch out. Like, sure, for, sure, yeah. So I think it's a broader spectrum I of think it's stopping. most commonly used today to like kick drugs. <laughs> and, and, and not just kicking drugs, but um, having the adverse side effects because you're going cold turkey. Um, a little side note, you guys know the only drug you can die from going cold turkey from? Alcohol. Good. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Gold star for me. Everything else won't kill you, but if you get so pickled and you quit drinking, yes, it I, can kill you. I did know yeah. that. Thank you for letting me know that because yeah. uh, <laughs> whatever. It's you weren't going to stop it's, drinking. It's, yeah, it's the last of my, <laughs> my the things I do to kill myself. <laughs> so um, this one, uh, there was a little. It's a little ambiguous where the origin for this one came from. Um, I actually looked up some other um, uh, websites that cover idioms, and their earliest written um, example of cold turkey was in 1910. Mm. 
I will get to that one in a minute because I found one that's older. Uh oh. Here, here, here at three in a bush, we do our research. <laughs> okay, We're gonna go a little further it. back than the other guys. <laughs> nice, so, nice. so yeah, I saw a lot of people pointing at this 1910 um, uh, reference, but I found one from 1877 from a uh, United Kingdom satirical magazine called uh, or satirical, excuse me, magazine called Judy. I mm. don't know much about the magazine, didn't go into it, but it was something that was around in the late 1800s. 1877, there was a short story about uh, a, a, an Ebenezer Scrooge type named John Humes Esquire. <laughs> so he was real Scroogey, all humbug, you know, kind of like Steve, kind of like <laughs> Steve, he's, he's kind of like Steve. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> But uh, it was oh go ahead sorry no I was just gonna say I, I would have figured if cold turkey came around when the you know the Thanksgiving actually started back when Columbus came and they, they're eating turkey and then they let the turkey go cold and then I, I figured didn't, they didn't have that they had alcohol back then they didn't have well they had drugs I don't know Indians had peyote all that shit but but anyway that's that a nice a, guess yeah. I like that no it wasn't a guess it was just a comment that. You were assuming just, it came from yeah. the, the great turkey freeze of 14, 1482. <laughs> right, right. Like, uh, yeah, we're just having corn tonight because the turkey went cold, and then they, they just <laughs> Cold turkey's good. Cold turkey sandwich. So so in this short story about John Hume's Esquire, uh, he was like a humbug, you know, Scrooge type, and it was uh, kind of a Christmas story where he went to go visit his cousin. I believe her name was like Carla or Carol or something. And he visits her to spend the Christmas holiday with her, and she serves him cold turkey instead mm. of the hot, roasted, traditional turkey right out of the oven with the dressing and everything like that he's accustomed to, and he's kind of a snob. So he was really uh, offended uh, by his host serving him cold, like, day-old sliced turkey. Mm. So by the end of the story... Um, he cuts her out of his will. Cut her off cold turkey. Is this God. story about you? Yeah. Because <laughs> it sounds a lot like something you do. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, uh, it, it, mine's more like lunch meat, like uh, uh, yeah. bologna, right. um, That's spam. <laughs> phony bologna. Phony bologna. So th that was the first written example that I found of it in 1877. Now, Interesting. The next one that a lot of people point to was by a Canadian poet named Robert W. Service. Mm. And he, I really don't know him until I did this research, but he kind of seemed like he was kind of a beatnik kind of, hmm. you know, maybe pre-beatnik, I mean 1910. But um, he wrote a poem in 1910 <clears throat> called The Trail of 98. And because it was... 1910, I think he was probably talking about the trail of uh, 1898. Mm -hmm. um, and let's see. I have it here. Okay. Here's his poem. Uh, Once I used to gamble and drink the limit. One morning I got up from a card table after sitting there 36 hours. I'd lost $5,000. I knew they handed me out cold turkey. So that context, so in the first one, it was cutting off. This one is to lose something outright. Hmm. Uh, there's other, again, there's a lot of ambiguity around where this phrase originally came from, but where they really think we 
arrive to uh, uh, the uh, kicking drugs, as we know now, um, it was a Brooklyn, New York medical journal in 1920 that Mm. used the term cold turkey. And they think it either came from American slang of like talking turkey, mm. like "Hey, you jive turkey," jive or like "talk turkey,", turkey mm-hmm. which uh, talking turkey is is talking. Uh, it's meaning like uh, uh, bluntly, straightforward, without preparation. So, kind of what we're doing right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. We're a bunch of turkeys. <laughs> right. <in> right. Like, <laughs> we're talking. Yeah. We're, <laughs> I'm a giant turkey. I don't know much. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, we're, yeah we're exactly what we're doing right now. We're, yeah. we're talking hard turkey right, right now, <laughs> bluntly and without without preparation. So, um, and then also another thing that people point out is when you are feeling some of the uh, side effects of going cold turkey and kicking drugs, um, sometimes you get these cold chills where you get like these uh, bumpy skin like that chicken looks skin. like yeah, that's yeah. What a I cold thought. turkey. Yeah, you know, that's what turkey. I thought. So there really isn't, this one's kind of a weird one to start off with because there isn't like an exact direct mm-hmm. lineage to where it came from. There's some pretty good educated guess, guesses there, um, but nothing absolute. And the oldest written word I could find was that uh, magazine, Judy, in 1877. Nice. Um, couple quick little pop culture references. Um, obviously, the John Lennon song, Cold Turkey. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, love that one. Actually, when I said couple, I lied. That was the only pop culture oh. reference I had. <laughs> um, and that's Cold Turkey. Very nice. 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 Yeah. Thank yeah. you for that. Any yeah. questions? <laughs> yeah, maybe, so you're a cold turkey expert. Maybe, maybe it started because maybe turkeys weren't always here. Maybe they evolved over. I don't know that much about the, the history, history of, of turkeys. Yeah, who right. knows? I mean, that's a whole other podcast. Maybe it was, really, maybe it was wow. cold chicken, and then and then once turkeys came up, then you know maybe turkeys. You know, were born in I don't know 1492. I don't know. I was born in 77. <laughs> you know, so so and I'm stupid, and I think yeah. learning all this stuff is great for us because. You know, it's something that we're all interested in, and people should, you know, wonder where these sayings came from, and that's what we're doing. So I think that's the thing is like we hear these everyday sayings and uh, idioms, and they kind of pass by you without you noticing it. But if you question these things and look into it, it's pretty fucking weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. interesting. Yeah, Steve, why don't you take us to the next one? All right. Well, um, I think the one I'm going to start out with is a bird in hand is worth two in the bush. And so we named our podcast. Yeah. Yeah. yeah three in the bush. Name. Three, mm-hmm. yeah, three in the bush. <laughs> um, anyway, this one's always interesting. Uh, it pretty much warns you uh, about taking risks. Um, uh, as far as when it started, um, the first known published event of this was in 19 or 1382. I'm sorry. Um, you can use it as far as talking about gambling. As far as uh, you know, taking chances when you already have money, and you decide to use the money you have in your pocket to gamble it and try to win more, but it's better for you to have the money in your hand than to gamble it away. Um, oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there's other sayings like uh, "fools rush in where angels fear to to tread," "look before you leap," things like that. Uh, "Marry, marry in haste, repent at leisure." Uh, there's variants of this before uh, uh, 1670, um, but uh, is there any things that that you would use that in? in you know, daily? I I don't. That's one of those idioms that is not very common in my 
day-to-day language that I use. And that's one I actually didn't know very much about. But it's kind of like, you know, it, it sort of challenges the grass is greener. It's like, don't plan ahead. That's what it means, right? It's like, you stick with what you have well, and don't gamble. Right. It's better to have than to, yeah. Than to gamble and lose everything. Right. Right. That's what it means? Okay, right. cool. And there's some uh, there's some interesting things. Uh, there's different variations over you know, hundreds of years, uh, there was something, uh, there was in the Bible, uh, it, was, it says a living dog is better than a dead lion, which don't, it's, it's the same kind of thing, but it's a little different, but there's different, uh, there's different sayings, uh, the way a sparrow in the fist is better than a pigeon on the roof. Um, better bird in hand than tin in the wood. And it just, again, it goes back to it's better to have what you have in your hand than to gamble it or try to go for mm. that, right. That Appreciate extra. what you do have yeah. and what you actually have instead of what you don't have and what, <laughs> right. you, what you're right. hoping to have. Right. right. And don't and, be don't be an asshole and gamble away your kids. You know, lunch right. money. And yeah. <laughs> and I was gonna say we all have this uh, the trait of of trying this every once in a while. I, I hate that you brought up kids because I, 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 I don't really want to do that when they're involved. But but I've been I've been known to go for that extra and come out empty-handed. You know, and so, <laughs> gambling man. So. Uh, uh, but uh, a lot of you know a lot of things I read were were you know you want to eat you want to be able to eat and if you have something in your hand as far as food or anything you don't want to go and starve you don't want to starve that night you want to go home mm-hmm. and uh, again I think we all we all have a little gambler in us you know where we want to do that but yes it is always better to just walk away once you've once you've right once you've got <laughs> broke yeah. even at once least. you got something to feed your face <laughs> once you got something to pay your bills once you got something uh then you d- don't take it that extra step and and nice i like that one yeah. and it's interesting i was wondering i'm anticipating that a lot of these idioms are going to reference back into biblical times so i i like that you were able to have that reference because i think we're probably going to see a lot of those trends right and i think uh, yeah i I think the biblical one was one in the hand three on the cross ah and it was talking about nails Hmm. Hmm. no i'm I'm kidding that's a bad blasphemous joke (laughs) right right there there was going to be four (laughs) one one in the hand they well, just they ran out of nails. Two, two in the so hand, they only one went through the feet. <laughs> one oh through both feet. <laughs> they ran out of nails. Actually, I did read something that uh, that there was actually going to be four nails, and I just was joking about it. But I really <laughs> did just read this. Is uh, they they actually would had they had four nails and one one for each hand, one for the feet, and then one finally in the heart of uh, whoever was getting crucified. Anyway, just read that. Huh. Um, mm. um, but a, another thing I was going to say is as we go through these. Uh, and hearing all the different ways it's been said over the years, um, it all applies and it all applies, you know, it's something that just reoccurs and it's something that life traits and all of these ones we talk about. Yes. The the slang has changed over the years, the way we say certain things. And that's Mm -hmm. why we go back over these because, and I think it's, it's really interesting because we're like, Oh yeah, well that makes Mm -hmm. sense. Yes. We would say it differently now, but a lot of them we still use, but some of them, we Change might, their meaning. We maybe, might hear yeah. our grandpa like say something. You're like, "What the?" Yeah. You know. But it. But then that's what's interesting to me, and yeah. and and just it's. I don't think it's good for everybody to know. Yeah, that that's we, what we're doing. We've always. Yeah. Fun, we've fun always. Stuff. Everybody's always been there. Always going through certain situations, and and that's where we are. Well, that's what I got for that. One. All right. Cool. Good right. job. My turn. Camelia, <laughs> what do you got for us? All right. 
yes. anything. Yes. All right. Just edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. I'm excited for this one. So I'm going to kick it off with One Trick Pony. Anybody have any guesses? It's pretty common. Yeah, I mean, okay, I would guess, um, I mean, I commonly hear it when people are, like, uh, saying, like, that, that, I hear people say it a lot with, like, artists, you know, like, 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 musicians, they're like, yeah, he's a, like, Mick Jagger, he's a one-trick pony, all he does is <laughs> yell and shake his ass, that's all he does, he doesn't have the range of, like, a Freddie Mercury, that's an example, like, they, they just kind of have a, a very specific wheelhouse, and they only kind of do one thing, no offense, Mr. Jagger. Right, right. Sir, plus, sir, sir, sir Jagger. he was a two-trick pony, because you, you said he right. shakes his, his ass, ass. Yeah, and yelled a lot, mm-hmm. so that's, sorry, yeah, first example that, that, I, I come up with, oh, Mr. No, Jagger, no, no, I apologize, no. Mr. Jagger, <laughs> sir, sir, yeah. sir Mick. Yes, well, you are correct, so it is... The meaning is one skill that um, is in only one area of focus. And another way of looking at it is one that has success in only one area. Like Mick Jagger. Like Mick Jagger. Yeah, Yeah, so correct. All right. So here's some very (laughs) interesting um, history about where this saying actually came from. And not to jump on another idiom, but do you guys know what a dog and pony show is? Uh, I went to Mexico a couple times, and uh, I think I I barely remember it. But what I happened? So awful for was that it? girl. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no! <laughs> was it a donkey? Oh yeah, no, it's different. That's so so different. My bad. We're not doing the donkey <laughs> pony show. One trick donkey. Right. Oh no. Oh, that is oh, one yeah. trick. Yeah. Oh man, this just got dark. Oh boy. So, anyways, um. So it originated from uh, a piece of American culture that happened at the turn of the century, uh, I think more late 1800s, early 1900s. But I did want to just touch a little bit on a dog and pony show. So do you guys have any, have you ever heard that used as an idiom? Uh, this dog and pony yeah, show. Yeah, but I—I I mean, I, I guess I never knew exactly what it what it meant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I always assumed like it was kind of like a like show animals, like yeah, yeah. a yeah. circus or something right. like a little <clears throat> like a dog show, like yeah. best in show. Yeah. yeah, and then well, for the idiom, before I get into the actual dog and pony shows, it really refers to a staged performance or a presentation or event to sway or convince political opinion so you can take that where if you look at like i don't know like uh the presidential debates we don't need to go into that heavily but like Uh it was certainly a dog and pony show wag the dog and pony show it's like a mixture (laughs) (laughs) but i thought that was interesting that came up so anyways what were the dog and pony shows so um this term like i said goes back to 19th century and a dog and pony show was a type of um inexpensive uh humble traveling circus now these particular circuses very good these circus these particular circuses consisted of farm animals uh dogs and ponies and they frequented more smaller rural towns you know places that were of low population lower income more poor um but these traveling circuses would come into town and it was a big big event because 
once they would do this big parade to generate all this interest. Right. And then there would be these events. Like these people come to the show. Right. They're yeah. like, here we go. Now, sometimes if you were lucky and if you were able to make enough money, you would, as somebody who uh, owns your dog and pony show, and these are very small, but right. if you could get your hands on a monkey or if you could get your hands on an elephant, that was like crazy amazing. And so basically, the dog and pony shows, what would happen was each dog and pony was skilled pretty much in one activity. These animals <laughs> could only do one thing they were trained to do one thing one part of the show whether that was balancing on pegs or dogs riding ponies or so this was before iPhones I'm guessing yes okay there was the iPhone of the 1800s right iPhone I, I one. I also found there was one that had pretty big notoriety um there, there was two, but but there was this one very, very famous dog and pony show where they had a dog free climb up a ladder that was over 60 feet in the air. Jesus. The dog Bam. would jump off of the ladder to be caught in sort of like a stretched burlap sack. Uh-huh. And that blew everyone away. They were like, "It's blow, what? it's blowing me away." Yeah. Like, I, mean, I want to see this. Like, yeah. I, I can't even say anything because I'm so interested in this freaking pony. <laughs> Can jump. we pause the yeah. podcast yeah. and try to find a YouTube video? Uh, of this? So, yeah. did um, you try to find a YouTube video of this? Yes. So there is. Is there? There is yeah. no Please, video. We'll pause. We'll, we're going to no pause video. right now so Damn everybody it. can look. Right. Oh crap! There's nothing. <laughs> there's no nothing. video. There's no way we're going to pull that off with Peta around. I know. Can you imagine? Like, but the dog climbed. Nobody filmed it. I know, and the, but the big the big thing was the dog climbed itself vertically yeah. up the oh, ladder. Oh, the dog wanted it. Yeah. Well, there's treats up right. there. Yeah. There's right. <laughs> in the burlap sack. He's yeah. like, ah, He's I like, don't want to do this it. again. I see it's that probably treat. Yeah, a primitive <laughs> shock collar that they had on him. Like, <laughs> climb the ladder. Well, you probably didn't see a string. It was being pulled, like you know, just he just throwing, just just pulling him up, and he has to climb. Like, oh, all right. Know, so I, again, again, Peter would not like this event. At oh all. my god. Yeah. Yeah, it sounded pretty amazing, but that was one of the bigger notoriety like show shows because, like I said, uh, the dogs and ponies kind of only did one thing, whether it was a pyramid right. or jumping through hoops. But people loved it. It was like major entertainment for these very small communities. Sure. Yeah. One cool bit of fact, kind of a rags to riches story, was um, a guy had his name was Henry B. Gentry, and he was a very ambitious showman. He was an excellent animal trainer. And so he landed the first big uh, uh, dog and pony show called The Proof Gentry's Famous Dog and Pony Show. That was the only one that I was able to get like some cool pictures of. Like there aren't any pictures of the actual dog and pony shows, but it was a real rags to riches because he worked so hard he acquired he kept all his money like he didn't spend a thing he was a total penny pincher uh -huh. and he formed into an actual full-blown circus with exotic animals and human acts and nobody had ever broke out from dog and pony show to circus that wow, way. Wow, wow. So, Transcendent. yeah. Transcendent. Wow. Yeah, so that was... Everybody loves that. a rags to riches story. Now, mm -hmm. for some reason, this reminds me of... Well, because it involves an animal doing something. Um, <laughs> uh, this is a monkey. The, how was the first monkey or just a famous monkey that was sent to space? Actually, close to here. Uh, What's that monkey's ham? name? Ham. Oh. <laughs> it's ham. It's ham. H-A-M-M, -M, I believe. 
And but wow. it's like, would he be a one trick monkey? You know, or did he? Because what did he do? I don't know. He like, was an astronaut. I know. Well, yeah, <laughs> he's done more in his life than I have. So, like, I didn't get to go to space. He you would know? probably be deeply offended if you called him a one-trick pony. Well, like, I'm yeah, a fucking well, astronaut. Actually, it, it's actually <laughs> his astronaut. It's bitch. probably the You've kid been to space. I know you're based out. His grandkids. Oh, he's he's burn. dead by now. I mean, it's like, like his, his 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 offspring, like way down the line, are pretty pissed at me right now. I'm sure. Take a look at that. I'm gonna post oh, these. I'm, I'm looking at a picture of a dog and pony show, and it shows an elephant, which is doesn't make any sense. But it's it's standing on things, so it's like a dog pony plus elephant. Yeah, so. they would also cool. falsely that advertise. Oh, so that pony's so one trick is imitating an elephant. That's a damn good trick. <laughs> it's this good. is one cool. Trick. No, children were only fifteen cents to get in, and adults were twenty five cents. So yeah. I mean, you got your oh, money for wow. this one. That was like one. fifteen yeah. bucks back then, though, dude. Yeah. That, wow. Yeah. Well, never mind. I'd probably just. Let yeah. me see if I can show <laughs> you. We'll, we'll post this yeah. picture on yeah. uh, Instagram, by the way. That's probably what I'd make in a it month. Out. This is Henry B. Gentry on the rise of his fame. Those are nice. his two, li- oh, two, two elephants. Two mm. elephants he was so proud of. Those were his first two. Wow. And then just to show you one of the main spectacle like finales was the dog pyramid. <laughs> no, this is imp- this is yeah. It's it's as he said, it's yeah, stupid, it but is. it's impressive. Probably yeah. by the standards of that time, I'm sure it was just just incredible. Absolutely. I mean, look at the little ones on top. I'll be posting no. all these pictures. Oh for you yeah, guys. no, no, it's impressive. It's like a Christmas tree of dogs. <laughs> like a, it'd be like totally. They should put lights on it or something. <laughs> Christmas tree of dogs. Yeah, no, I totally yeah. is this. I'm feeling that. It's kind of like a little star on top of right, dogs. Right. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, there's, you know, huge dogs at the bottom and, and smaller dogs at the top. Which yeah, we'll, po- we'll some, post that on Instagram thinking, so you guys can check it somebody out, Somebody was thinking when they did this. Totally. Well, that's that's it for me on One Trick Pony. Okay, what do I got here? Um, cold Turkey, done. Wild Goose Chase. Ooh. Here we come. Anyone have an idea of the modern meeting? Of wild goose chase. Hmm. Wild goose um, chase. I'm looking for a wild turkey. <laughs> 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 I mean, maybe chasing them. I don't know. Like, like I'm not a genius, but that's my first guess. <laughs> okay. Uh, you got a guess, man? Yeah. I mean, like, from what I understand it, going on a wild goose chase is that, number one, you don't get the goose. You're sort of on this you know uh this chase where you never actually achieve your goal is my guess that's a, that's that's really good that's probably what i would have guessed if i wasn't sitting here looking at the webster or or not the, the, the miriam <laughs> webster but not definition. knowing is it some like what you're not looking not knowing what you're looking for no it just it's well what it is 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 this it's a complicated or lengthy and usually fruitless pursuit boom oh so so no, like uh, out of it um <clears throat> You know, like like searching for what is that city of gold in South America? Oh my God, I'm having a brain fart. Um, D- D- Durango? No, what is that called? Oh, Indianapolis? Man. No, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean th- things like that. Like yeah. looking for like, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's fruitless. Like almost like 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 a treasure hunting. What's that? It's that two in the bush thing. Like you're going. Yeah, and coming back empty-handed. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is this is the wild goose chase. So so that, that to. Today's definition is that it's pursuing 
uh, it's a fruitless pursuit. It's mm. usually very lengthy and complicated. Uh, I, I think modern day treasure hunters would be pretty pretty oh, similar to that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, where it's like it's like I mean, as lengthy, that is expensive, what that is, is that complicated. Island? Oh, Oak Island. Oak Island. Yeah, oh. yeah. man, that <laughs> show was guys. such bullshit, dude. <laughs> Whoa, there's Cocaine I, Island, too. I right mean, oh, I like yeah, that yeah. one. Oh, Ooh, that one was good. definitely yeah. a wild goose chase. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was a fruitless pursuit. Right. Yeah. There might not have even been cocaine. Mm-hmm. But anyway, <laughs> um, so there's a lot of, you know, our, uh, disagreement about where this one came from as well. Um, it's two for two for me. Um, the first place where it was actually written mm. was in Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet Ooh. in wow. 1590. Okay, mm. but um, it's—I'll get to it. But it's—but it's—it's uh, speculated that the term was around before that, and William Shakespeare did not coin the term; he just ah, used, used it, it, and he actually kind of reinvented it and got it closer to where we use it today. So in Romeo and Juliet, um, Mercutio was talking to Romeo and they were kind of having like a little like uh, back and forth where it was kind of like a battle of the wits and they were kind of like one-upping one each other. And then uh, Mercutio uh, actually said, you know, they, hey, I don't want to have a battle of the wits with you, you know, because I only have one you know, to, to your five, um, and it would be like a wild goose chase. Mm. So that's kind of adjacent, similar to, it's a, it's a fruitless pursuit. Yes. You know, if I'm trying to have a battle of wits with you, I'm going to lose every time it's a fruitless pursuit. Mm. Now, the next time it comes up was in 1602, and again, a poem, so about... What is that? About about a decade, maybe about 12 years after. Okay, And it was in a poem written by uh, an English writer named Nicholas Brenton. It's called The Mother's Blessing. And in the poem, there's a line that says, Esteem a horse according to its pace, but lose no wagers on a wild goose chase. Ooh. So that got people thinking. They're like, well... So, so linguistic uh, specialists that look into the history of, of, of things, the people that do all the work for this podcast <laughs> that did over the years that right. we just look up on the internet. Mm-hmm. So, so they looked into it and they were like, well, hang on, where did this come from? Because it was just written 10 years after and seemingly has kind of a different meaning. So they l- investigated a little deeper and there was something that was done. It was a uh, um, an equestrian... Uh, uh, game, I guess you could call it, um, where basically it's kind of like horse. Oh wow, horse! I didn't even mean to do that, guys. Wow, wow! You, you know, like 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 when you play horse with basketballs, like you make a shot from here. It's like, all right, you try it. You know, mm. so like, but it was like with with actual horses. Right. So God, I wonder if that's how horse got his name. <laughs> Man, I'm kind of blowing my own mind here, everyone. So I'm so, blown away. So right how now. the wild goose chase would work, and it was called the wild goose chase. So what you would do is like me and you, or all three of us, let's say, are out there on our horses, yeah. and I'm just yeah. like, I'm just like, look at this, bitches, and like I ride like around the pond, and then up through this one little like switchback, and then around a tree, and I come wow, back, nice, and nice. then I'm like, boom, mic drop, 
your <laughs> turn. Your turn. And then you got to go do the exact same thing I did. You got to go the same way. If you go around the tree the wrong way mm. or one uh. little move the wrong way, then you lose. I won. But if you do it, Steve does it right, then Camilla has to do it. Mm. And then it's also things like I think there are variations of it where you could add to it. Where like I'll do two little things on the horse and then Steve will do those two little things and add and like add. a third thing, like a jump, mm-hmm. you know, um, over a uh, dog and pony show. Right. He'll jump over the dog and pony show. Then you'll have to do that and maybe add something. I wonder if they have the that on PlayStation Online because that would be sweet. You mm. do friend, you could like just, a wild goose chase. Yeah, you could just do a horse, get your horse, and like, and then your friend across in Japan, he could be like doing the same thing and he has to match. No, I'm just joking, but I like that. But I also, I think I, I think I might start a, a bar and name it Wild Goose Chase because every time I go to the bar. And I go to like hook up with somebody, like it doesn't, and I go home alone. Then that was a wild it's goose a, chase. Yeah. That was, it's, like, a, it's a like, complicated, <laughs> lengthy, <laughs> usually fruitless pursuit. Right. It's fru- I'm fruitless most of the time. So yeah, I've gotta, seen you out there investing yeah. your time. I know. You can, yeah. you can get a uh, 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 a uh, cold, a chilled shot of uh, cold or wild turkey. Oh yeah. Too. So you mm-hmm. can kind of like get this whole thing going. Nice. Yeah. But nice. so so that's what a wild goose chase was, and and the reason they called it a wild goose chase. It has nothing to do with a goose. Um, <laughs> a lot of people would guess that maybe it comes from hunting a goose. Mm, yeah. But no, it's because, um, well, when flocks of geese um, fly, how they create the formations, mm-hmm. and they're all in line with each other, um, like, like the, the flying V, you know. Um, and that's why they named that equestrian um, gambling activity um, or you know, a wild goose chase. So Shakespeare didn't coin it, but he definitely shaped how we use it today. Oh, that's great! Yeah. Nice. Huh. And that's wild. Make, goose it's yeah. it's one of the more fancy ones that we've done tonight because we well, inter- you throw in Shakespeare. Yeah. yeah, it's not like Donald Trump said this. It's, 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 <laughs> yeah. you know, or yeah. Biden. It's a, it's. It's uh, Shakespeare, yeah. It it's, definitely it's, it's, classes it, yeah. up this yeah, podcast totally, a little bit. Totally, I feel way more classy. Well, than to I like did when bring that class back down, like <laughs> I, 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 I don't know why I didn't say this, but like, don't you think like a wild goose chase? Like, how fucking hard is it to catch a goose? Like, do you think you could if if you tried? Those things are probably fast. Oh, they are fast because because if you ever if you ever been to the like uh, pond or something, they chase your ass. You right. know what I mean? And, and you don't <laughs> want them catching you. I wouldn't. I don't even want to catch one. In. Wait, the wild goose like is that. chasing right. you. you. Yeah, I you would feed. seem vulnerable. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I would lure them in. You, you throw bread pieces at them, and then you and then <laughs> wait till they're about to attack you. Then you grab them by their fucking neck, and and then like then you. I mean. Well, you got a plan because that's a dude. Peta's gonna shut down this podcast after <laughs> before our first episode is even done recording. No, we love animals. Yeah, we love animals. I have the cutest little dog. He's got actually got a goose neck. If you ever looked at my dog, he's got the longest <laughs> he neck. Does yeah. have a goose we may post. <laughs> a, we most. We may post pictures of oh, scratch. We're, we're, yeah, we're yeah, posting yeah, his goose yeah, neck yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I have. We might have to post all of our. Pets I have. A, well, I have one. I totally photoshopped, and you want to post that one. <laughs> So where are we going with me now? Yeah, yeah. What do you got next? What do you got for us? All right. So the next one that we have is uh, get your goat. Get your goat. Yeah. That um, gets my goat. Yep. That gets my goat. 
And uh, first of all, let's start off when it about well, when l- it, let's guess what it okay. What yeah, it okay, means. yes, yes, please, please so, guess, guess. So, so I, I, I mean, that pisses me off. That gets my goat, hmm. right? That that I mean, that's that's how I would use it. Yeah, you know, like I think there's also some sort of trickery involved mm-hmm. because, like, there. I feel like I've heard another one that's sort of like got your goat or. That's or, when you piss somebody else off. They, yeah, yeah I think there's. A, I'm going with. I'm going with a a a, a hint of trickery. There's trickery okay. afoot to deceive. I think it's deceitful too. All right. Yeah, it's because you're just imaginative and I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you can put whatever. You can make it magical. Oh, there's creative. Some, there's a magic to the goat. The mm-hmm. goat has a wand, and he's <laughs> and he's magical. <laughs> like, okay, close. I guess <laughs> if you're using the sentence right, anything's possible. Uh, so anyway, uh, this was uh, uh, came out around the 1900s, early 1900s, 1909 actually, um, and uh, later on it crossed over into England and uh, around the 1920s. Um, the original story of this, and a lot of people will you know talk about a goat did this or how a goat acts, or but it actually came uh, the first. Uh, story about it was a bursting water pipe that leaked all night and for some reason they said got your goat and I looked over it a couple times making sure this was correct but yes this was the correct thing um, now the actual meaning of uh, get your goat uh, is uh, uh, get your goat is like it makes you angry uh, mm. this person there's a, a or this situation uh, annoys you it bothers you it frustrates you it Teasing pisses uh, me off. Yeah, just right? pisses. Yeah, pisses. So see? he, so Adam got it right. Fucking there, nailed it. I, I didn't see any magic, magic things or any <laughs> any wizards. I, I didn't see any wizards. I don't know how you got <laughs> magic from deceit. Maybe, maybe are you, you thinking about no, close up magic? No, maybe maybe, I'm not, I was maybe about you saw a goat, goat doing maybe close saw, up magic. Maybe you saw a goat with his like hair coming down and it looked like a wizard. You know, just maybe oh, that's maybe that's what you're thinking. All wise, and you mm-hmm. know, Billy Goat like, like oh, like no, smarter no. than me. Okay, so pick a uh, card, pick a card. <laughs> so uh, what, what I choose to believe, and they say there's no evidence of this, but I like it. I like the story better than what we've talked about so far is uh <laughs> like the story better than your yeah, guys' boring ass stories like <laughs> like like uh they used to put a goat in the pen with the racing horses because over over overnight before the race the goat would calm the horse down and then the horse would run great the next day um then people would say that people would go and steal that goat so that racehorse wouldn't race great the next day. Mm. And they that would they said uh, uh, get your goat. So like I stole your goat. Mm-hmm. Right. They and really they, off they, your horse. they really got <laughs> wow. they really got my goat. You know, they they really the horse got my is goat. Like, Where's okay. my yeah. goat at? Yeah. yeah, I can't run. Where's my fucking goat? You know, like, like <laughs> did, did it explain like how and why goats would would calm horses? I don't know. I I don't yeah, I have no idea. Maybe just they had a eating buddy or like a sleepover What's and that they all this out. That's weird. Maybe it's ego. It's like I'm a horse and you're a goat and right. <laughs> right. when <laughs> 
with me. Once I love you here. They compared each other's penises, and they're like, oh, oh, they're no. like, yeah. oh yeah, well, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about uh, myself. Yeah, right I'm gonna now. kick ass tomorrow. Look at that little, yeah, yeah. Look at that little goat pecker. <laughs> feeling pretty good about myself right now. I have the biggest dick in the tri-state area. <laughs> no, the goat would be like, look at mine, and, he, and the horse would be like, nay. Nice, <laughs> nice, Steve. Nice. That was non-Shakespeare. Mine had nothing, no class about it, but the, except for the racing horse, because racing is, you know, it's kind of. It's classy. Uh, yeah, it's classy, and you know. See, here we go. Horse races, William Shakespeare, just classic. Put lipstick on the pig. Uh, no, for, 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 <laughs> for another, or another animal, animal, or the goat, animal yeah, or the goat, <laughs> or the goat, or the goat. <laughs> we'll, talk, we'll about, talk about the pig the next time I come up with my next, my next one. Uh, who's next on this Me. one? Me. So. The one I did, so first it's hold your horses. Okay. Lots of horse talk Nay. tonight. Nay. <laughs> Do you guys have any guesses on hold your horses? Um, well, okay, so the modern meaning, of course, is kind of like slow down, don't jump the gun. Slow your like, roll. Like take it easy. Slow your roll. You know, wait for it, hold your horses. And uh, if I had to guess where it came from, I had to do something with like uh, – with maybe like stagecoach horses or horses that are working together, um, and whoa, yeah, like whoa, 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 you know, like like hold your horses. Is there a horse in here? Wow. Um, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Nice. I'm the goat. All right, you going with goat, mm. Steve? No, I agree with Adam. I believe it's uh, like sometime around then, and just like slow them down, mm-hmm. uh, keep them controlled. Yeah. So. Oh, or it's when you introduce a goat to a racing horse, and, and the goat <laughs> gently holds your horse, oh, right, calms cute. him down, yeah. right, and, 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 and rocks him to sleep Aww. so he can race good the next day. I'm gonna have a good it's like, it's, that really gets my goat to hold your horse. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Fabulous. All guesses correct. Now, this particular idiom is actually very elusive because it goes back all the way back in time to the history of horses and their <laughs> symbiotic relationship <laughs> That's, I, whoa. with that was great. humans. That was great. <laughs> so there isn't really, uh, there's only a couple things that I'm going to point to right off the bat. So in the 1600s, 17th century, the term was used specifically uh for riding your horses and telling people to stop and go and having it be more command. But it's even cited to go as far as back as ancient Greece and was, I think, has been coined more in war. So more in war times. So chariots and horses. Exactly. So holding your horses is more around weight. We haven't thought this through yet. Hold your horses because if you were to let your horses go, you could potentially breach and mess up whatever your next war See, move I didn't, would I be. Didn't, I didn't hold my horses when I married my ex-wife, so Ooh, I, no. I, sh- I should have mm-hmm. hold because yes, yeah. the earth shit was breached. Yep, like, there's all kinds of <laughs> yeah. yeah craziness. So you yeah, went right, right yeah. to war. Someone should have told me hold your horses, and and I would have. <laughs> it would have been a life changing. <laughs> That's phrase. good. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then there was another literal meaning that it was used often was actually for uh, death by horse trampling, and mm, so this yeah. was applied to uh, criminals and lawbreakers. And so the executioner, or may, uh, the kind of like the person who is coordinating, because there would be multiple horses. So um, 
the coordinator would call out to the herd of horses and men on horseback, hold your horses while we tie this guy to uh, a wood plank. And then he would give the signal and he would be trampled to death. That That was was one of the practices and also being torn limb by limb by horses. So So is that entertainment or punishment? Punishment. Probably both. Both. Probably both back then. Yeah. 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 And these, these, I I couldn't find anything to cite it specifically to because it's kind of that particular aspect of Hold Your Horses. It's a little ragtag, a little small town, uh, more Western. Uh, definitely brutal, but it was very important because if you were going to be torn limb by limb by horses, you'd mess it up if one horse starts running mm-hmm. and the others don't go at the right. same time. So hold your horses was very important they for call that, that particular quartered. Quartered. <laughs> right? No, that's yeah. really what they call it. That is. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Drawn and that. quartered. Yeah. Drawn yeah. and quartered. Yeah. And then finally, the last thing that I could cite to was actually... Um, from more of traditional horse style hunting. And so this would be mostly applied to uh, horseback hunting that had packs of dogs that um, would take off first, would take off first. And And so mm -hmm. what would happen is there'd be a hound master who would send the dogs first. And so he would call to his team to hold your horses because if you go too early, it could mess up the entire hunt. So the dogs had to go out first to complete their mission to corral or swat whatever they were doing. Yeah, but but and then to make the competition even, the horses would have to be held. Exactly. And And that's all I got for hold your horses. Like I said, there wasn't really anything I could find specifically because horses have been working with us for such a long time. Yeah, probably before turkeys, like I said earlier. Like, (laughs) like, I mean, I don't know. Hold your turkeys. What is the first horse? Yeah, that's that's probably a hard one to really pin down because Mm -hmm. because of the horse's relationship with uh, humanity. Yeah. I'm sure that that, that phrase has been around before even the written word, maybe even. I don't know. I don't know. So, that's me next? Yes. Okay. Sure. I saved, this is my favorite one for last. So, I got all birds for this animal edition of <laughs> Three in a Bush. Birds and horses. Birds and go- horses. goats. Goats. And, boy, hold on. I'm, don't ruin it. Don't I'm ruin doing, it. Uh, this is canary <laughs> in a coal mine. Do mm. you guys I know guess. the modern the modern meaning of that? I don't know the modern meaning. I think I know the history, though. Like, I'm not sure. What do you think that that phrase So means? when I think of the first time I learned something about this <clears throat> was uh, we used to, we used to not far from here, we used to go to these mines that were open and people didn't know or just abandoned mines. <clears throat> and then we'd, we'd go in there and go deep into the mine and, and uh, find all kinds of cool stuff, uh, old mine carts and, you know, furniture and tools and uh but the breathing as you went back there uh would get kind of weird and you know and so they had they had air shafts that came as you went through uh so my guess is with all that story is uh they used to carry canary into the mine and i won't ruin this but i think this is what it is but uh That's as, they, I as they went back uh there was uh breathing problems i won't go into it. i'll let adam finish it but there was some breathing problems but, but the issues. idiom what the idiom means i don't know i don't know uh let me guess okay say it again canary in a coal mine 
a canary in a coal mine. So I'm thinking it means like, can you use it in a sentence? Canary in a coal mine. Thank you. What a dick. Here's a canary in a coal mine. <laughs> um, the, the melting glacier is a canary in the coal mine for climate change. Coal mine for climate change. I think that it's doomed to to expire. It's a tell. It's a tell. It's someone or something. Something. Yeah, that is an early warning of danger. Ah, oh, I get it. And and you're exactly right. The canary in the coal mine. The the the, the coal miners would carry canaries down in a cage with them because when the canary died. Then they knew that there was either like a methane leak or there was just bad oxygen down there or whatever the case. It sounds like a Johnny Cash song. But <laughs> I looked a little deeper into this and it's pretty cool. Mm. So this practice of carrying the canary down in the mines was suggested and um, by uh, a gentleman named John Scott Haldane who was a Scottish physician, and he also, uh, a big part of his practice was studying um, gases and humans' reactions to them. Hmm. And he was known um, to do a lot of crazy-ass experiments on himself. Oh, one of those uh, wackadoos. Uh, yeah. I do that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how this goes. I'm a human guinea pig. Look at the picture of this guy. We're going to post it on Instagram. But look at this dude. You, you, yeah, oh. we, need to post, we need to post his picture, then wow. your picture. And see who, he <laughs> he, he wins it. that mustache. Oh, yeah, his mustache yeah. crushes mine. Yeah. God, that guy's yeah. crazy. But, uh, he loves oh it. My, yeah, this guy Give would like, I, mean, I just imagine him like locking himself in a trunk full of farts <laughs> and then like documenting like the human reaction to these things. But um, so he, he, he introduced this to, well, let me back up a little bit with this guy, Haldane. Um, uh, he, he was actually pretty cool. Um, he actually uh, helped out in the World War One effort, where he uh, was asked to go to the front line oh, for gas. To go to the front line to try to identify the gas oh my that the God. Nazis were using. Whoa. So, so this fucking fart sniffer would go out there. <laughs> he had that mustache and filter. It was like a filter. He had a huge mustache. We will share the picture. It's not the size. And of just your like stash. huffing this mustard gas or whatever, and then he would determine what it was. And as a result, he invented the first respirator. Oh, Whoa. interesting! Wow. Right. Nice. So, nice. so this guy kind of saved a lot of lives with COVID. Oh, wow! You know what I'm saying? Because like, How yeah, incredible. yeah. I mean, um, you know, fast forward to now, 2021. Why? And that's why we bring up the past is to right to, to shine the, on it on the future to, to usher like, to yes. usher in the future. Right. Um. So so yeah, this guy invented the respirator. So he wasn't just sniffing farts. Um, <laughs> incredible. And then and then he um would go to a lot of like natural or like mining disasters and things like he traveled. He was a well known gas man. You know, um, and and like and and as I said, he did like these insane experiments on himself. He's really interesting. If you guys want to do a deeper dive on this guy, James Scott Haldane, the Scottish physician. So around 1911, while visiting these coal mines, he introduced the idea of bringing um, centennial animals down there, 
And uh, centennial doesn't just mean 100 years old. It's the way that they breed. So these, Interesting. A lot of these birds, um, um, these birds of flight, they they have, from what I understand, I might be fucking this up, correct me on Instagram if you guys know the answer to this, but they take breaths um, both times when they inhale and exhale. Mm. They have like two sets of lungs maybe. Wow. So, 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 so they're always so, breathing. So, so they're always breathing because of flying at like high altitudes and, and high speeds mm. when there's like wind coming in. So there's a lot of species that are centennial species, but the canaries and um, were easy to take down there because they were small. They didn't take a lot to feed. <laughs> and and um, they would take them down there, and then it was an early warning of danger because because they were centennial and they would breathe double time and were mm. so small that if there was some kind of gaseous leak or anything toxic down there that could be dangerous to the miners, the canaries would get it first. Wow. So you're absolutely right with its origin. Um, I got some really cool pictures, too. Oh, awesome. Of, of uh, dead canaries. Dead <laughs> canaries. <laughs> a bucket of dead canaries. <laughs> I'm going to name a band called no, a bucket of dead canaries. <laughs> a bucket of dead canaries. <laughs> called it. <laughs> Thanks, Puda. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> no, these are these are miners. Miners actually ended up like treating them as pets, and they would befriend these oh things. yeah sure because they, they were they them. were they were lifesavers oh, totally, you know like totally. yes. and they like really like yeah aren't these sweet pictures oh, they, yeah beautiful. they're awesome oh. and um yeah isn't that awesome and they and um they would whistle to them and they would like whistle back they would answer almost like mockingbirds and these guys just love these things yeah that that canary playing dead is so cute <laughs> <laughs> Not funny. Yes, and then, it's funny. Uh, it was used all the way up. So he, so he, <laughs> Haldane, um, suggested and initiated this uh, practice in 1911, and it was done all the way up until 1986. Oh wow! Yes. Wow. And I'm trying to. If remember. it works, it works. You know. You Amazing. Know, awesome. Um, Except it, for the, you know, canaries. Canaries. Yeah. yeah. And, and it was uh, it was automation. Hmm. You know that replace the canary mm-hmm. um just technology yeah sense. sensors and a um, couple pop fart. culture references electric um, fart sniffers the police have a song Ooh. called canary in the coal mine mm-hmm. nice that's a great song I, like I love the police i never knew that song it's kind of some b-side um track um yeah i've, I've heard it i've heard it yeah I heard it now because I did my oh, research. But, nice. Okay. Good for but, you. But, yeah, it's great. <laughs> um, and that is Canary in the Coal Mine. I loved it. Wow. Good one. Nice. It was a good one. It followed, I will follow it by one that's not so great. Like, I've done a, <laughs> did a bunch of research on it, and it seems to be almost not an idiom. It seems to be just maybe kind of an, it's an idiom, but it's just not a lot of history behind it. I um, like it. So, anyway, the word is or the same phrase is pig-headed. Oh, nice. So um, let's get some of the dates out of the way. Um, Early on in the 1600s, it was used just to say you have a head resembling a pig. That's basically what- Like literally. Yeah, literally you have, you're pig-headed, you have a pig head. But (laughs) what, do you guys know- Maybe what it means, what it can, comes from, or I think it means pig-headedness is you know similar to thick-headedness. Like you're stuck in your ways, stubborn. You're not going to change. Like, um, that's my guess. Ditto. 
Um, you're both wrong. <clears throat> it means ice cream. That's what they called ice cream before. Pig head? The 16th. No. <laughs> I'm just joking. You guys are exactly on. Yeah, give so. me a two pig heads on a <laughs> yeah. waffle cone. Yeah. Chocolate dip. <laughs> yeah, chocolate dip. <laughs> pig head. Make mine a goat. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. No, you guys are right on with that. And uh, uh, still, I think it's still something used maybe not by our generation, but it's, um, it's I, I feel like pig it. headed. <laughs> Uh, I've used bitch. That's what we call you when you're not around. Right. <laughs> Wait, bitch or pig head? Both. <laughs> okay. No, that pig head. Pig head bitch. bitch. Okay, I can be both. Honestly, I can be both. Because my favorite saying is know thyself. And <laughs> and, and, and if, if anybody out there doesn't think they're, they're, they're a bitch at some point or pig headed, then you don't know yourself. <laughs> Beautiful. It's well, really poetic. Uh, there's a few other things that came from it, or not came from it, but around the same time, uh, they used to use a lot of, of course, we're talking about animals, but they use animals in uh, mulish <clears throat> or bullheaded. Mm. So kind of the same thing, uh, just variations of, I'm sure that people around the farm, you're around the farm, they're like, you're being pig-headed. Well, you're being a you're being mulish or you know what I mean maybe you're an ass yeah you're, you're an, ass. an ass you're an ass you're, you're being <laughs> ashes or like you know they all had like it was a sling you know they mm-hmm. used it in different things and certain things took off bigger than the other ones um uh, around uh 1788 they started that's when the stupid obstinate uh stubborn narrow-minded ignorant foolish all began um, Which is so um, interesting because <clears throat> pigs are highly intelligent. No, and that's something that I read about too. And they seem to use the the more intelligent animals to use these scenes. Uh, and Which was weird because, uh, well, not weird because they were more intelligent. And if they didn't want to move, um, then they didn't move. You know, uh, so their intelligence if they could, to be if they defiant. Can, if they can get the pig to move, because pigs are known for being unwilling to relocate mm. and um so when these things and then they apply it to other people if you're if you know my pig won't move it's being pig head you're being you're being mm. a pig so then you know stepped up and there you're being pig headed i got it interesting stubborn. Stubborn. yeah okay. stubborn so ah. uh, again there wasn't a lot on this uh compared there's the other one i had uh the 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 goat one too was uh got get my goat was had way more information but yeah pig-headed was but i know we've all been pig-headed we have people that are pig-headed stubborn um but now we just use stubborn and i think i think in language we've made things simpler but but at the same time like we have slang stuff like i don't know we had like chicken head (laughs) that was the same years you know you know 20 years ago. Oh, no, I'm going like, to have to take that off yeah, my quiz. Yeah. God, yeah. Steve. No, but that's a modern day, you know, yes. uh, slang idiom. But uh, but anyway, pig-headed, anybody, got anything else to add to that? No, I love that. And that is very interesting <laughs> that, you know, humans associate sort of like negative behaviors towards more intelligent animals. And I definitely see that. I like that. It's yeah. cool. It was cool that you nice. brought that up. Yeah. So you guys ready to switch gears, play a little slang game with me? You guys up for that? Okay. Uh What's it called? It's your slang. It's your slang. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And this episode of It's Your Slang will be your slang. So 
This is going to be covering slang of Gen X. So you guys should get this perfect 100% masters. Here we go. And um, we'll keep this one easy. I won't make it competitive. It's more of a conversation. But uh, yeah, chime in when you got the answer. So here comes your first one. We're going to start nice and easy. What is a yuppie? Bing. Um, yeah, a yuppie is going to be somebody of uh, uh, maybe a upper middle class, um, usually pretty basic, superficial, um, materialistic. Correct. Right, for Adam. Good job. I was going to say it was, it was me. Uh, oh, but, you, you but, I, yuppie? But, I, but I don't have any money. <laughs> <laughs> yuppie without money. I don't think that's yeah, a yuppie. He was shooting for it, but he missed. Oh, yeah. you were, that was your goal? <laughs> yuppie goals. Dude, I'm not going to win this contest, and I'm not winning at life, obviously. <laughs> so, so, anyways, so, yeah, no surprise there. So, All here right. we go. Let's go. Here, here's a fun one. And um, a couple of these that come up, I have some very So, that was right. That was, that was correct. That was correct. Like, 100% right. He didn't 100%. miss anything in that. No. Like, so, what is he? What are we winning? Because I think I'd answer. My love. Okay, well, you guys are dating, so I think he, again he I fucking guess wins. There, <laughs> there's, if you would you like to add anything to Yuppie? Maybe there is something that you could add. No. One thing that I would have accepted for Yuppie <laughs> is that they like to show off their success by their style and possessions. They're very loud with how mm, they show up. Yeah, mm, I would have accepted no that. <laughs> All right. Next question: What does booyah? mean Bing. yes steve know. my buzzer sounds differently <laughs> 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 i don't know if we can fix that by next episode <laughs> <laughs> what was it again <laughs> booyah oh yeah booyah that means like i freaking got it like you got it like like bam that's that's boom that's a ticket that's like like anyway. C- correct yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. It is an expression of joy or triumph, and fun fact, it is also a Belgium soup. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that yeah. is also made in the Midwest. It's very thick. It's like a gumbo. So if you ate it and said, "You booyah, want a cup or a bowl of booyah?" <laughs> yeah. You have to say, "Booyah!" Like, 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 or when you eat it, it's so good, you're like, "Booyah!" And then you know, I don't know. Or maybe- that's lovely. I wonder if that derives from the, the you know the history of booyah, like with the soup. Is it like bouillon? Oh, Ooh. interesting. Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just having a mm. little brainstorm. I'm having a little jam session. A little here. jam session. Booyah! Oh, yeah. very nice. All right. This next one is gonna is a little bit different, and I will award extra points for history here. Oh shit! What is going postal? Bing. Yes, Adam. It's when somebody gets disgruntled at work and goes to their place of work and shoots co-workers and or their boss. The history, um, I believe it was in the 80s, a postal worker, a United States postal worker did just that and went to work and shot the place up. That is 100% correct with a bonus stars. Bonus stars are being showered on Adam. Very good. So this is actually very interesting. So so correct. Was I right with the 80s too? Yes. Oh, so, yeah. 
This was in 19... Booyah! Booyah! <laughs> Booyan. Booyan. Chicken. Goat bullion. Goat bullion. So in 1986, a part-time letter carrier named... Uh, or he worked in an Oklahoma post office. Of course. Of course. Oklahoma man. <laughs> That's where my kids are. <laughs> my stupid... Ex- I mean, my lovely ex- They don't have wife. a mailbox, do yeah. they? Oh, no. Oh, I don't know. They probably have horse and buggy bringing it to them. <laughs> so this gentleman's name was Patrick Sherrill. He was age 44. So he shot and killed 14 of his co-workers, critically injured six, and committed suicide in under 15 minutes. That's going post. So he killed a person a minute. Yeah. You think about it, you killed 14. I and mean. so there's some speculation on motive, but um, because people said his work performance was good or whatever, but uh, uh, what what people speculate on is that he was reprimanded that day and sent home and was possibly going to be fired, and he came back and got postal on everyone. Now, something yep. interesting to note about this is that post... Um, 1986 this was a major major news and since that had happened there were highly coveted postal shootings that occurred after this and the postal shootings of the 90s were kind of a major trend and a big deal and so they happened all the way up until 2006 and they ranged from New Jersey through California but the first postal shooting was in 1970 and that was um, a that it was Alfred Kalum shot his boss after being caught drinking on the job. That was the first postal shooting in 1970. Wouldn't call it going postal, but uh, that was the first one. All right, moving on. Yeah, I think they had pre pre existing problems. Or, you know, <laughs> I don't think it was like me or you. Like, you know what? They caught me drinking from a flask. I got fired. I'm going to kill. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like, I mean, you really have to go the extra mile to kill some people. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. It sounds like they had some people like doing the wrong kind of drugs. Well, it it is fascinating. It was such a long line of specifically postal workers. Yeah. 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 It became a new platform for like, you know, mass shootings. And I mean, you know, it makes you wonder how they were you know, treating their employees. Well, it is the right post now. office. Yeah. Well, I'm it sure is they, the government. They, they started <laughs> checking the resumes a little in the hiring process. Probably took yeah. a, could have vetted those uh, mail carriers <laughs> a little bit better there. Right. <laughs> All right. You guys ready for your next one? Okay. Sure, sure. When you decide to dip, what are you doing? Um, I'm going to ding, bing? but yep. I'm going to bing, but I just, it. I'm just going to, I'm okay. I'm gonna, there's two, a two part answer. Um, uh, my first idea was putting a, like some chaw in your lip. I'm like, when I dip, I dip, I dip, you know, like (laughs) uh, that's a song. So that's my second part. It's like maybe like going down. You dip, I dip. And I don't mean like going down, but there was the song. Like when I dip, like maybe it's like on the strip in the strip club and girls dipping or like, you know, like. Like Incorrect. Twerking. I know. I know. That's right. I don't want any points, anyways. I just want to play. <laughs> I just want to play with everybody. <laughs> just want to yeah, okay. go. Move that was on. good. Well, you are correct about dip, but oh. this isn't quite the same kind. Ooh. Would you like an example, or would you like to take a shot do at this? Do you have Adam? some? I do yeah. not have any dip. No dip. Okay. 
Oh, no, I, I do, not, I, 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 I do no. not want to steal. He's not. You don't want to steal? Yeah. He's he not interested. So I'll answer it in the form that it's used. All right. I'm really tired, y'all. I'm about to dip. Oh, you're going to leave. You're going to oh. leave. Okay. Yes, right. you're I'm, going to I'm leave. I'm going to duck out. I'm going to dip. Yeah, I'm going to dip. All right. I'm going to duck. Very good. All right. Here's an easy one. What can't you do when you can't even? What can't you do when you can't even? Bing! Yes. Listen to somebody, what they're saying. Um, like, I can't even with you. <laughs> um, yeah, like, you can't, can't even take somebody seriously or, like, I, I mean, yeah, I'm going to say listen to somebody. Can I say, he can get it right, but can I say deal? Can't deal with anything steve is correct gold shower stars for steve that is correct showers yes it's golden showers is my favorite golden showers sweet and salty (laughs) (laughs) yes i can't even means you can't deal you cannot handle uh right what does yoink mean yoink Yes. Um, when you take something from someone, that is correct. Yoink! Yoink! You're too slow. All right. That's what I'm gonna do with your last beer. I was. I'm, I'm gonna oh, you about you about to yoink my beer? I'm gonna yoink your beer, girl. I'm gonna zip out of here before <laughs> you yoink that. Whatever. That really gets my goat. <laughs> All right. Here is the final <laughs> question. All right. What does the Wu-Tang Clan's acronym CREAM stand for? CREAM. That didn't sound very good. Nothing? I just, maybe smooth. Oh, did I didn't ding. It's, it's, it's an acronym. It's an acronym. D- oh. CREAM. Maybe a nice car? Or I'm, I'm just going to guess. Know. I'm just going to guess here. So cream. Uh, is it spelt the traditional way? Yes, okay. correct. Cream. So I'm going to go, knowing the Wu-Tang Clan and how they brought it and this their attitude and East Coast street mentality, I'm going to guess cream was crazy, radical, extra athletic men. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. No. Very nice. Is that wrong? That was incorrect. Oh, so man, it, I thought I had it. So it is spelled C-R-E-A-M. Like cream. Yes, cream. Cream. Not cream. Not cream. Not cream. Got a guess? Nope. All nope. right. I don't got one. In- incorrect. Cash rules everything around me. It's their big song. Oh. I thought you guys were going to get it. Well, thank you guys for playing. It's your slang. That was very fun for me. Anything else that we didn't cover on our idioms? Any final thoughts? Um, I don't have anything, Steve. No, I don't have anything. Okay. It was very enjoyable. I hope people enjoyed it, too. I uh, loved it. I think that was a good uh, uh, maiden podcast there. Um 
of, of three in a bush. Good job, guys. Cheers. Yeah. One last time. Cheers. 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 And <laughs> those are fake sounds I played on my. Thank computer. you all for giving it a listen. Please remember to like, share, follow, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, you can support Three in a Bush by following the link in the episode description. Please and do. please engage with this show and all the shows on the Red Shadow Red Shadow Radio Network on our Instagram page. Thanks, and we're going to be doing one of these every week, so we'll talk to you next week. Thanks. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye, Bye, guys.